It's Baptism Sunday. And um, yeah. And uh, I'm reminded about the little boy who went home after church to his grandmother's and she wasn't able, she was incapacitated, wasn't able to be, to go to church to see him get baptized. And she asked him, Johnny, how was it? He goes, it was terrible. The pastor tried to drown me and I screamed and all my family did was sit there and take pictures of me. <laughs> We're not gonna drown anybody. And you, you, you may not have been a part of a baptism service like you're about to experience. I believe that there are certain sacraments that have not been emphasized enough. I believe weddings should, be, should make a man and a wife, a husband and a wife scoot up closer to each other. I think that Jesus turns natural things, water into supernatural things, wine at weddings. I believe memorial services, funerals of saints should be life-giving. And um, we put a lot of passion into those type of services. And I, I know most of my friends go, you don't take a whole Sunday morning to do a baptism service. And I'm like, we do. And I know a lot of times you'll, people do it after the service and people gather. And I know I'm not criticizing them. But for us, we like see a whole lot more meaning and value in taking this. And listen, we are all here to celebrate newness of life. In Romans chapter six, the scripture says in the ESV, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in, say these three words with me, newness of life, say it again, newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, here's the good part, you ready? We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. Can you get a, can I get a witness? I love the message translation. That same passage says it this way. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace. A new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new graced, sovereign country. Amen? Now, in Matthew 28 and in Mark 16, listen, Jesus commanded baptism. This is a, an, a command that he himself issued forth. And he said that his disciples are to go and make other disciples, teaching people to observe all the truth of Scripture and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Water baptism, listen to me, it is a big deal. You may go, why, why is it such a big deal? I mean, you're already saved, right? Water baptism doesn't save you, but it is what saved people do shortly after being saved. It's a big deal. And why is it a big deal? From the scriptures I read and a dozen others, listen, 
You may go, I'm saved. Why go underwater in front of everybody? Because Jesus said to. All through scripture we see there's things that God says to do. And if you don't do them, you don't get the release of the obedience of following those things issues forth. Um, you can go, why, why pray? God knows what's on my heart. You pray because Jesus said, ask, and you'll receive. If you don't ask, you don't receive. You know, there's a lot of things that he says to do that if we don't do them, you don't get the blessing from walking in obedience. I was, I'm reading through the, New, the Old Testament, or through the whole Bible, I'm still in the Old Testament. One of the things that struck me in Numbers chapter 21, one time there, Moses has them, in the children of Israel, through, in the wilderness. And God, the Bible says, God released snakes to come upon them. And, and some of them were being bitten and were surviving, and some were being bitten and were dying. And God says to Moses, make a snake that resembles them out of brass and tell the people when they look at this snake out of brass that they will live and not die. And you go, what is this? The hills of West Virginia? <laughs> I honestly, you go, you, and you, you read the whole passage and you go, God is still trying to tell, teach them Listen to my voice. Do what I say. And this is the man that I'm using to take you through this wilderness. And you may go, like I did initially, that's kind of crazy. God is, his ways are higher than our ways. And so we come to the waters of baptism, listen, so that it, it's an entry point of a new level of the life of Jesus being released this is not just, you know, Jesus didn't get baptized just to give Sunday school teachers something to talk about. Jesus said it is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. So baptism, it's a big deal. We want in all of these candidates that are being baptized today, I believe without a doubt the word of God promises that a new dimension of the life of Jesus will be released in the nine-year-old, in the 39-year-old, and the 52-year-old. And that's why we do it. Amen? Amen? Now, Matthew chapter 3, it says this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, you, you I, I can't baptize you. I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me. But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Everybody look here. You, you would respond like I would and like John did. Jesus, I, I can't baptize you. you. You need to baptize me. And Jesus rejects that thought and he says, this has to happen to fulfill all righteousness. What's the word righteousness means? It means being in right standing with God, being in the right position in your relationship with God. And Jesus says, I need to do this. And look what it says, for us, not for me to fulfill all, for us. What I'm doing is setting an example where all people 
can be made righteous before God. How awesome is that? And it's not anything we do. It is me offering obedience to what he tells me to do. And so this is a big deal. And you may go, well, he's Jesus. Listen, he's 30 years old too. And in chapter two, right before this, we're, we're reading about Mary and Joseph running from Herod who's trying to kill all the infants. There's a 29, 30-year window where the only other thing we hear is Jesus in the temple at one time. There's 30 years that have passed and Jesus hasn't revealed who he is. He hasn't done a miracle. He says, this is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. And then... As I always teach on Baptism Sunday, three things happened when Jesus was baptized that we can expect and should expect to happen in the life of those who get baptized. In Mark chapter 1, Mark's gospel says, in those, Jesus, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Now watch, when he came up out of the water, three things happened. Immediately, the heavens being torn and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Let's talk, the first thing that happened and we believe will happen for every person who gets baptized. John says the heavens... One translation says the heavens were torn. The original word in the Greek said it, it, it's literally the word schizo, which, from which we get schizophrenic when someone is torn between two things, two identities, two ideas. The Bible says that when Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens, it's the same word that we see that the curtain temple was torn in two. And there was an earthquake that released that power for that court, that schizo to be to, to be able to open up the holy of holies by tearing the curtain temple in two and jesus says the word says that when he came up out of the water the heavens were open what how does that relate to us it relates to us by this god is saying now that jesus has come up out of the water what's in heaven is now able to be released in the earth where the prince of darkness who Adam and Eve gave the key to have dominion in the earth. There is a violent ripping and God says now the kingdom can be released in the earth, released in our life. How many of you know that for you to become all that God wants you to be, there's some violence that happens. There's some breakthroughs that have to happen. And some people are like, I don't want to be baptized. I mean, it's humbling, right? You know, it's like coming up out of the shower with clothes on in front of all your church friends. You look like a rat, you know? Um, and, and there is a, even the humbling aspect of that is like, I'm going to follow you in obedience. And I pray if, you're, if, you're, if you've never been baptized or haven't experienced a meaningful baptism, I want to encourage you to do it. Candace did it when she was in her 30s. And I was the pastor of the church. The, the pastor's wife got rebaptized because she was at a point in her life where she came to understand all that's available. And she's like, I want that. 
You know, may the kingdom be released in the lives of every little boy and girl, man and woman, who's baptized this morning. Amen? Amen. And then secondly, the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. It doesn't say a dove descended on Jesus like the Holy Spirit it says the Holy Spirit descended. Now, we don't know exactly what it was like, but we, from Scripture, we don't think a dove landed on his shoulders like is depicted in a lot of the movies. But something was visible where people could see he is now under the influence of the Holy Spirit at a level he wasn't before when he went under the waters. Now, everybody, please listen to me. There's several things that we can deduce from this. First, I think it's awesome that it was a dove and not a crow or a falcon. You know what I mean? Seriously. The Holy, Paul says the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. The, the Spirit is subject to the prophet. Some of you are like afraid of the Holy Spirit because he's going to make you go to Walmart and witness to everybody. No, the Holy Spirit will probably tell you don't ever go to Walmart. Um, but he, Holy Spirit comes like a dove. And what we see after this is Jesus begins to do miracles immediately after this. And the question is, could Jesus do miracles before he was baptized? He didn't. Was he ever in a place that needed a miracle to be done? Oh, I'm sure. Injustice, poverty. Jesus was in those places, but never did a miracle until the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And then he began to do miracles. And he needed that power and the, thir the third thing and the last thing that we are, let, let me just back up. May we just come into agreement. Holy Spirit, would you descend like a dove in this place upon every candidate who is baptized like a dove. You are tender and peaceful and calm and precious. May you descend. Oh, I feel you descending in this room even right now, Lord. In Jesus' name. And then thirdly and finally, imagine being there and all of a sudden there is a voice from heaven. Why would God say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased? Because there were people who were like, there's no way he can be the Messiah. That's Mary and Joseph. His, his daddy was a carpenter. There's no way, no way. The church folks didn't know who this was. John did, because John worshiped him before he was born. That's a whole nother sermon. Y'all out there? First time John was in the presence of the Messiah, he worshiped in his mommy's womb. That's being sensitive to the Spirit and who's in your presence. And the last thing is, his father said, you are my beloved son. With you, I'm well pleased. What's that about? That's about his identity. He wants everybody to know you've been waiting and looking for the Messiah. And the voice from heaven said, that's him. What does Satan say? What's the next thing Jesus hears? He, Jesus comes up out of the water, the spirit descends. 
he hears a voice from heaven. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. I affirm you as the Messiah. You're doing everything I want you to do. And then the Holy Spirit that descended upon him like a dove leads him into the wilderness. How many of you would rather have a dove that leads you to Disney and not to the wilderness or the desert? And here he comes. And, the, and after 40 days of fasting, it's verse 3 of the very next chapter. The next thing Jesus hears is, if you're the son of God, do this. Who's saying that? Who's questioning Jesus' identity and trying to get him to question it? Satan is. And that's what he comes to do, to distort our identity, to distort, is God really pleased with me? Am I doing what he is affirming? Is he affirming what I'm doing? Are y'all tracking with me? This is why baptism is so important. Now, I don't know if we're going to hear any voice say, this is my son or my daughter in whom I'm well pleased when these kids and these adults come up out of the water. But... He's already said it in his word. He is well pleased with these young men and women who are going to be baptized this morning. And we are pleased and proud that the, the fruit of this house, there's 21 or two going to be baptized this morning. Can you give God praise for it? Come on. Amen. And so, Father, thank you for what you're doing in the nation, what you're doing in this church. We honor you. And, Lord, we can't see you, but we know you're here. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you work within the confines of our personality. You don't come to, to steal or rob or make uncomfortable. You come like a dove, and you are in this room. And we pray over each of these men and women, young men and young women, that today would be an unforgettable day. Not because there's a crowd here or parents or grandparents or neighbors came or teachers came, but may, the, may, they, may they find this day to completely unforgettable, memorable, because newness of life is released in them. May there be a new level, a new new paradigm of who you are released in them we praise you for it lord according to romans 6 may the heavens be open to them may they see things they've never seen before hear things they've never heard before because your spirit descends upon these little boys and girls may they see visions that are from you lord glory to your name we should expect that church we should plan for that and we thank you, Lord, that you are saying, I'm pleased with them. These are my sons and daughters this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.